I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply, if rated PG. I need the only downfall of recording It's settled in. I'm going to blow it up. <laughs> you are, you're a midday pooper. I don't know. At any time of the day, pooper. I don't know how to deal with that. It's called answering culture. Listen... Here, brother. That's not okay. So you, now you've never had a corporate America job, right? Right. Are we? Are we? This is this live. It's part of the. It's part of the teaser at the beginning that we'll revisit in the episode. You've never held a corporate job, but if you did, what you're effectively seeing right now is that you're a you're an office pooper. I would have to be an office pooper. No, you don't have to. Well, you can, you can drain yourself. Okay. To make the poops at home. Yeah, I'd have to give you a little. Um, what if it wasn't the corporate world? What if you worked at the Bad Buckies or Boosies or Boochies or how you pronounce it? Yeah. Okay. Well, anyway, I am Bosley. Welcome to the twelfth episode of Charlie's Angels. <laughs> Joined today by Midday Pooping Angel. Okay. Marguerite. I've been called a lot of things. Midday Pooping Angel is the list. Will always be my angel. Okay. Of the morning? <laughs> of the... Hey, look at you, deep cut into 90s songs. I believe that is 80s. Is it? I'm pretty sure. We'll do a little we'll, fact check. Yeah, we will, but we'll not fall off. Def- definitely not. Definitely not. Hey, Awesome Today fam, you are... Uh, you are so fortunate as to hear the melodic tones, the vocal stylings of the man who has combined... Apparently, into his vocal repertoire, the uh, the the reminiscences of Bob Odenkirk, comedian Jim Gaffigan, mm. and everyone's favorite deal with the devil. Because how Eternal else is he ageless? Life, living Julian Gray. Of- yes, Dorian Gray. Dorian Gray. Yeah. Julian is his brother. He Who got, did get? He got half of the extra lifetime, not the whole part. Uh, Rob Lowe. Jilted. Yeah. I thought was a whole conversation in the Today group and I was I was both taken aback mm. and 
Not in a small part, please. I knew you would be. The three voices to me, all of them are excellent in their own way. Let's talk about why. Let's start with... This is something that I sounded like. Yeah, I'm sorry. Back up. Some some of our Awesome Today family members were noting, uh, one of them being new to Awesome Today, coming over from Sorta Awesome. She said I sounded like... Rob Lowe, if I were a jackass. No, no, no. Or if he were a jackass. No, this was... But I am a jackass. This was today, fam Kara, who said that at times your voice reminds her of Bob Odenkirk, at other times Jim Affigan, and then another family member said, also Rob Lowe at times. Let's talk about Bob Odenkirk, the actor. Mm-hmm. Why is this notable for you? Well, he also was... Also a comedic writer. Yes. May we not that is why. And he was on The Bear. He was in the, the epic oh, yes. Christmas... Fishes. The Fishes episode of The Bear. He was a real prick, too. God, Maybe I that's why. I hated him Maybe in that episode. Why. She was like, Kyle sounds like a prick. <laughs> He sounds like what Uncle Lee, I think his name is, the bear. So. Uh, in the Fishes episode. Jeez, Louise, I hate that guy. Well, more notably, he's recognized for Breaking Bad and Better Call Saul. Yes. Playing the same character in both. Yes. Saul Goodman. Mm-hmm. Um, I could see where, when I get a little spupper or complainy or whatever, that I might, I might sound like. Yeah. versions of him doing the same. I think your vocal I think your vocal register hits the same things when you're agitated. I really do think about it. Could be. Okay, what about Mr. Jim Gaffigan? Um I've watched and listened to so much Jim Gaffigan over the years, I feel like probably some of my silly voices are yes. unknowingly derived from versions of his. Definitely. So I could see that. I wanna point out that Jim Gaffigan makes a cameo in our all time favorite movie, Super Troopers. Yes. One and two. Is he two again? Oh, yeah. I don't even... I've, I've never made it fully all the way through Super Troopers I'm pretty two. sure he's in two. So... No, I'd be a liar. I don't know. I feel like he is. If he wasn't, he was there in spirit. Okay. And then Rob Lowe. That one... Who wouldn't want to sound like Rob Lowe? I would love to sound like him all the time. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe just when I'm more serious and inquiring and... Maybe so. ...participating in a less bristly fashion. I don't know. Well, it's always good to hear nice feedback on your voice. It is. Truly. It is. I say that with sincerity, and that was so nice of Karen and others chime in on that. Because, you know, like you mentioned... We all need a little go boost now and again. Yes, and as you mentioned recently, you actually went back and listened to published episodes, cracked yourself up again, all over again, well, listening to our it was more, conversations. It was more like, who says that? <laughs> um, I've listened to my own voice for hundreds, hundreds of, of years now. hours. And you can get a little sick of hearing yourself. And so when people take the time to be like, hey, I was listening, you remind me, like in a complimentary way, nobody yeah. wants to hear the bad stuff. Yeah, you remind me of a cheese grater on a chalkboard. That's never yeah. what we want to hear. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Thank oh. God they've only said that to you. Even <laughs> <laughs> the sort of awesome reviews, yeah. probably somebody said that. Probably. People are idiots, though. <laughs> not, not awesome today, people, of just not. for the record. No, no, no. In no. fact, you proved had to prove. You had to run the anti-idiot gauntlet to be approved as a member of this yeah. insanely exclusive group. Extremely. It is the exclusive. I have I have personally denied five merch requests. And I've denied at least that many because they're, when, we're, when we're talking about Awesome Today on Facebook, now not everybody's a Facebook fan, but that's okay. But if you try to come into Facebook fam, yeah. you got to know when they answer one simple question. Who is Robbo? <laughs> How is he still alive? What 
What's the secret to Rob Lowe's eternal youth? I saw, believe it or not, in the last 10 days' time. Yeah. I may, be, I may have keistered the story. I don't know. Oh, in no. the last 10 days' time, I saw a headline related to this. And effectively, he was saying that the ridiculous number of hours that he sleeps. Oh, I think I we didn't talk about this, but I saw that too. Okay. okay. And I was like, this... This resonates with my life experience. I love to sleep. I'm sleeping less right now. Yeah, and when the last vehicle, not the last one, but the one before last that we bought, the people that were, like, setting us up to take all our money, yeah. they thought you were my daughter. They did. That was a couple They being a single person. Um, it I'm, wasn't a cumulative. Well, here, this actually plays in perfectly to a story that we're going to share that did happen. That was back in 2020. Yeah, yeah. Now, as I noted, I really am sleeping less hours than I've slept in a long time because I am staying up late, hanging with the 16-year-old, working on crochet Piercing stuff. Piercing nostrils. <laughs> Probably all kinds of My plans. nostril... Spoiler alert. I messed it up. It's already closed over. I'm going to have to... What? Probably have to re-pierce it. Yeah, I don't really want to talk about it. I messed it up, everybody. No, no, I messed you it up. Talk about it now. Well, I said last week on the episode, I took out the original, the original stud, the original piercing. I had put in a little hoop, but I put it in backwards. That's embarrassing to say, but that's the truth of what happened. I put it in backwards, like you put it in the back of your head. <laughs> no, that would be way more embarrassing, and I would never admit that. Definitely in a be backwards. Tape. Or comb hair, be like, ow. There's a little stopper to keep the hoop from flipping out. And I just, like, I put it in in a way that the stopper was not going to work. Okay. I don't really know how to describe the physics of this But you took it out and then you didn't just put it right back in the right way. I tried. I could not get it to go through. And I was like, okay, I don't have time for this. I'll deal with it later. And then I never did. And now it's closed over. It's okay. I'm not worried about it. It's fine. I'm worried. Anyway. Who will want you now? (laughs) That is... (laughs) I haven't been sleeping my usual preferred eight to nine hours a night. It's true. Although um, you might have gotten close today. Yeah, pretty close. Pretty close. So put a, put a little thumbtack into that part of the story. Put a nose ring in that. Now I'm going to tell you. Put a ring on it. A different. <laughs> you already know this story because you experienced it in real life. Yes. Well, I, I was the first one that got told the story. I wasn't there. I have completed my own gauntlet of trying so hard to get Nico enrolled to where he can do possibly just can go away just just have the mere possibility of being in pre-k in Florida I don't know how any parent is able to send children to school in Florida there are so many oops not the nose ring kind well I probably messed that up too maybe if you'd had it in it wouldn't have been so hard maybe so there were so many steps in Oklahoma basically they're like they have to, then I'm They're not just even... like, hey, does he have ice? All right, come on in. <laughs> You're just in time this week's life screening. Yeah. Um, in Oklahoma, this was my experience across the board. They will basically let you in. They, when I, guys, listen, I can tell you this right now because we don't like live anymore. Anything, yeah. <laughs> They're both products of Oklahoma education. No. Listen, stop. My pre-K was in Kansas. Listen to me. Everyone knows Kansas pre-K is top tier. This is a confession. I don't, I don't do confessions on this show very often. Not the, not the um, illegal kind. <laughs> uh oh. When I was enrolling Nico, don't say this. 
What? What if somebody hears it? And then he's there it's like, already, oh, he has to stay home. It's already too late. This was in Oklahoma. Oh, I thought it was something you did here. No, it was in Oklahoma. It was last July. I had waited way too long to get him enrolled in OKCPS. So you claimed he was special needs? No. Took advantage of the system? Listen. Okay. I couldn't find... I couldn't find his original birth certificate. I knew I had it somewhere. I could not find it. And you so, forged one? No. I uploaded JK's birth certificate. They didn't even look. They didn't even look. That's beautiful. They didn't even look. I did. I, I, I didn't forge anything, but I, I was good. I was like, in my mind, I was thinking, okay, I, well, I went ahead and ordered an official copy. So I would have it. And I do have that now in my session. But at the time I was like, if they are like, oh, wait a second, this is this name on the birth certificate doesn't match this. You were buying like, oh, time. You were buying yeah, yeah, time. yeah. I was just okay. buying myself a few days. So I could be like, oh my goodness, my mistake. I have so many kids. <laughs> I have so many kids. I don't even know which birth certificate goes who. They never asked. I love that. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> Okay, all of this to say, this is coming back around, you guys, I promise. <clears throat> One of the things I had to do to enroll kids in Florida is they have to have Strip. Had... To take your clothes off in public. <laughs> nope. I would have rather. <laughs> no, just kidding. <laughs> they have to have I had a... a couple a, times a week. It's no biggie. A school physical within the past year. None of our kids have ever had to have a physical for anything related to school, but to enroll, we had to have a, a physical. So Evidently... In Florida, pre-K, they don't F around. <laughs> Any age kid, they're just like, you're going to make sure that you're of sound mind and body before you come to school here. That's how they're ranked number 14 education, and Oklahoma's ranked number 48. Because if you're going to beat them to you. in the academic B, then they physically beat your ass because they all passed a physical. <laughs> it's like, damn, all the smart kids got beat up. Now it looks like Florida's winning. <laughs> okay. It's a good tactic. Yes. Now, thankfully, I, you know, just moved here. I don't have a pediatrician yet. I barely can figure out how to drive on the streets of Florida. Can you get a nose ring in the right way? <laughs> so, thankfully, I was able to take him to a walk-in clinic. Mm. And just, they do they do physicals. It's like $40, okay? This physical was a joke, you guys. They basically, like, were like, can you vaguely see? Can you, you have a heartbeat? Like, it was, like, so, so, so simplistic. And I am not complaining about that. It was $40. You it was done and done. You think that's unique to hear? Well, we're going to talk more about that in just a second because you have a story about school physicals. But I well, did. Way to, way to spoil it. I was going to transition. No, I haven't even told the point of this story yet. Okay. Well, is... I've disengaged at this point. Me and Rob Lowe are going to go smoke a reefer. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what Rob does. It's not what I'm into, but I'd do whatever to hang out with him. He seems pretty cool. He does seem cool. When I. <laughs> I was in the exam room with Nico. The nurse came in and did her part. And then the actual doctor came in to do the quote unquote physical. And he's talking to Nico. And he's like, and you're how, how old are you? And he's like four. And he looks at me and he goes, and you're the mom, grandma. Oh, I, what a, a piece of my soul. Died. And this is why I know that my lack, it, it all does come back to Rob Lowe. My lack of sleep. Every here's, night. Yeah, here's what you should have Has aged me so much. No. And, no, no, no. Has aged me. This person was dumb. In addition to the fact that I have been letting my gray grow out sort of unintentionally, but there's a lot of gray. I haven't been sleeping. And then suddenly I'm Nico's mom. I knew this day was coming. When I had a baby on the eve of the 42nd birthday, I knew this day would come when they would think this child well, was my grandson. Well, you manifested grandson. it then. It's your fault. But here's what you could have done. 
Here's what you could have done, and here's what you should do in the future. One, you love to answer a double question with yes. Or no. Yeah. But not actually answer the question. Okay. Like, hey, would you like this or that? Yes. <laughs> you love to do that. I'm and a so Gemini, okay? You should have led with either yes or no, comma, nurse. Not that there's anything wrong with being a nurse, but I promise you, anybody that's sat through all the schooling and stuff to be a doctor, you say, yes, nurse. They're going to be like, hey, screw you. And be like, no, screw you. <laughs> Just because this tree trunk has some rings in it doesn't mean I'm his grandmother. Oh, man. That's a new one for me. Tree trunk with rings. I just made it up. Somebody has said it before, but I'm going to claim it. Okay. Now. I have a physical story. Let's hear it. It's not Olivia Newton on singing Let's Get Physical, although it was also part of my life years ago. Okay. Um, I taught her the song, actually. Yeah. I wrote it mm -hmm. and failed to trademark it or whatever you do yeah. with things I still don't know. Now, when I was in junior high, if you were going to participate in any athletics that year, you had to get a physical okay. before the school year started. And they structured it much like anybody who comes from an agricultural background, um, like working cattle. Okay. You just every, hey, there's a three-hour window. Everybody in the damn town show up with kid and yeah. run them through the chutes here. <laughs> and you did, they had a whole progress. Every doctor in town yeah. gathered in the one doctor's office that was big enough. Okay. And then you went either i can't remember if you went single room or if you went room to room i feel like there were a couple different rooms you went to and you just kind of progressed yeah. down the hallway to definitely get the like stuff. working cattle and so the first the first few rooms were nurses so you got blood pressure and heart rate resting heart rate yeah recovery all the things they do for that yeah and what everyone in seventh grade was terrified of was the hernia check for people not in the know it requires the touching of the balls. Yeah, this is what I hear. Trust me, you've tried to give me a physical several times now. <laughs> Don't act like you're a stranger to this. It requires the touching of the balls, and in seventh grade, to my knowledge, I was the only one that ever touched my balls, and that's how all of us felt at the time. We're like, yeah, nobody ever touched my balls before. <laughs> so there was a, there was a there was a sense of like. Terror, terror. Oh, yeah. okay. Yeah, I think everybody had high blood pressure <laughs> on the on nurses' visit, and they're like, "That's nah, okay. We're we're marking off four beats. It's okay." Um, well, so our town, tiny, tiny town. I think we were twenty seven, twenty eight hundred people at the time, and I believe there were there were either three or four doctors there. Yeah. Well, one of them, and I can say his name. He's been dead for longer than half of my life, I think. Uh -oh. Doc Milam. Um, this would have been way back, at least in the 80s, if not in the 70s, that somehow he'd been stripped of his privilege of writing uh, scripts. Oh, my. But still maintained his licensure as a doctor. Sure, sure, sure. Of and course. so a lot of people, because he he was old in the 80s. Yeah. A lot of people had grown up Using him as their doctor, they weren't going to go somewhere new. And I feel like he probably had some side agreements with other doctors. Like he could have his, there was no email, of course, but have his secretary call theirs and be like, yeah, write him a script for horse tranquilizers. And the other doctors would do it. Okay. The 80s were a time. So I got into Doc Miley. In my, in my mind, he was probably only in his 60s. But in my mind, he had to have been 90 at the time. Yeah. I'm terrified. And go in there, and and he sits on the little rolly uh -huh. round top stool, uh -huh. and he pulls up 
there in front of me and he taps my knees for reflexes and makes a big show looking at my eyes and uh-huh. my ears using the tool he couldn't see. He was just holding the tool up there. Yeah. And then he's like, he does the big show of popping on the rubber gloves. Pop, pop. <laughs> You're like, oh no, this is it. Yep. And he, he pulls up real close to me. He's like, and I swear to you, this is exactly what he said. He's like, your balls work. Like, yes, sir. It's like, all right, you're good. Get out of here. It's the best physical I've ever had in my life. I dodged the bull on that one. It wasn't for another three years before my balls were touched for the first time by some. And it wasn't a, it wasn't a romantic thing. It was a doctor. So there's all that. Everybody enjoy your breakfasts as you listen and hear about that. Well, not for nothing. We've got another anatomy story. That's true. (laughs) Folks, your anatomy. It does. In my personal anatomy, yes. You told me. Oh, my. Oh, somebody didn't turn their notifications off. I didn't. How embarrassing for everyone. your dad loves to call when we're not available. It's either my dad or Daisy that calls every single time. It's true. Um, Daisy's still asleep soundly, I'm confident, because it is Sunday morning as we record. It's true. Um, so yeah, you, you, you always have an interesting story for me of your, the way you spend your early, early morning hours before humanity has risen. So, yeah, I mean, I get up, I have my coffee, I do things. And then invariably, because I'm a morning pooper, I have my morning pooper. Yep. Now we've talked about in the past that in this particular place, we're staying there as a bidet. Yeah. A bidet seat. Yeah. Yeah, it's not a separate. Yeah, it's just, a bidet. I like it's to an clarify. add-on. It's an add-on. Yes. It's like, uh, yeah, I don't know. I was gonna pick another pick another thing to relate it to, but, and I'm well, how, I'm without. It's it's a singular experience. You really can't compare it to anything. Oh, I don't know. I don't know. Anyway, this particular one, along with the the water chair, the seat is heated. Yes. You sit down and immediately it starts humming uh, and making yeah. warmth on butt cheeks, mm-hmm. which has been nice in these recent cooler days. So chilly. Also, it has a light sensor huh. on it. And so if you've not turned on the bathroom light, right. then it emits a warm blue glow. Indeed. Of light from yes. the toilet, mm-hmm. which is great. It helps you find the toilet in the dark if you're trying not to turn the lights on and wake people up. Yeah. Even if those people are just the ghosts who won't leave you alone. Indeed. I was sitting, as I do when I poo. I'm not a hoverer. I sit. Oh, fully. And lights were off. And I was... uh, Normally, I'm a a forearms on the knees kind of guy. Yeah. The thinker. Oh. Right? Yeah. Is that the yoga pose you use when you're pooping? The statue. The thinker. Rodin's the thinker. Yeah. See, look how educated I am. Yes. Even my poo smart. Um, <laughs> smart, is it? Yes. <laughs> um, for some reason, I'd sat back. Now, my, my right eye has nothing to do with the toilet. My right eye, I've had cataract surgery. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And part of one of the side effects, common side effects of that, is that light can mess with you a little bit. Okay. Grabs your attention. Like, whoa, what was that? And it was maybe just a normal yeah. shadow, whatever. Yeah. As I lean back, something messes with that bad eye. What was that? And I look up at the ceiling and the blue light shining up through the toilet between my legs has thrown the perfect <laughs> genitalia puppet on the ceiling. I was I started laughing. I couldn't stop laughing. 
I was afraid I was going to wake everybody up with my cackling, overseeing a projected image of my man parts, my manitalia, all up on the ceiling of the bathroom, with a warm blue hue around it. Oh, my word. It wasn't my proudest moment. That is hilarious. I will never experience that, but I'm so glad you told the story so we can... <laughs> so you can live vicariously. vicariously through me. Um, before we move ahead, do you remember what you wanted to say yeah, about Yeah, I do, but I don't want to talk about that yet. Okay, well, there's a perfect segue, but we'll just... Well, you're we'll just, just segueing through all of my talks, so i got to sit here for the last half hour just interrupting you. <laughs> Which you obviously hate doing. Listen, I didn't. I didn't ask for this burden. <laughs> okay, so <clears throat> I don't have any graceful way to segue into this. I am going to have to completely ham fist this in. Well, fine. Um, <laughs> no, I was going to. I can't see that. I was going to say a thing. I was like, no, no, don't say that. Um, never mind. Go ahead. Within the past uh, to six weeks, we've we've talked here on some today about the royal. Korean uh, nine-month cruise. Mm -hmm. It came across my FYP people sending them to me. We Everybody, a lot of people, not everybody. Have you gotten any nine-month cruise content not, on yours? Okay. Not in weeks. So, so select streams of content flowing through TikTok have featured this nine-month cruise. We talked about, would you rather take a nine-month cruise or a nine-month train ride? <laughs> yeah, yeah, both suck. Okay. Would you rather be pregnant for nine months? I've done that a few times. If you had to pick now, would you go oh. another pregnancy or would you go on the cruise? Oh, I'd go on the cruise. Are you kidding What me? about if it was a train ride just in circles around the country, mostly through uh, feedlots for cattle? Or be pregnant again? Yeah. I would take the train ride. Really? Feedlots yeah. smell horrendous. Oh, but we're just on a... Tr it's not like a zoo train. No, where no, It's no. all open air and what stuff. What do you think? A bulk of train traffic through the flyover country is it's moving cattle from farms no, to slaughterhouses. We're talking about, like... I am. I'm not. I am. That's <laughs> the question. Would you rather be pregnant or smell cow crap constantly? All right. Jeez. Why are you forcing me into this? Whatever. Yesterday, I walked four miles and did ex an extremely... <laughs> a whole herd of cattle. <laughs> ...strenuous practice of yoga. I say extremely strenuous. It wasn't, but I was breathing heavily and sweating. And by the end of the day, I was thrashed. Like, I don't feel like my body at this beautiful age of... Grandparenthood. Wait, how old am I? You're 46. 57? At the age 59. of... 59. 46. I don't think that I'm up for the task of gestating another, apparently a free K. <laughs> okay. Anyway, back to the nine month cruise. Um, across my YouTube feed. So this I just week. gave a segue. You'd missed the segue on the way in, so I had to pull you oh, back out so you could segue back in. Good. Thanks. What do you for you? I know. Um, I came across on my YouTube suggested videos feed. A video from a YouTuber, a commentator named Austin Green. And you guys, if you've like sort of vaguely, if this will be a nine month cruise has been living in your periphery and you're just like, I'm not going to look that up on my TikTok. I don't even have TikTok, but you want to kind of know what's going on. I'm going to highly recommend, and I will link to, I promise I will link to the Austin Green video. He does a recap of the whole thing up to print featuring different quote unquote cast members of this non-reality reality show that's completely user generated. Um, and it's fascinating to hear it all chronologically told. 
And one of, he points out in the video, one of the people who currently on this cruise is there because he made a TikTok about how, like, invite me on the cruise. I'll report all the tea. Well, this publishing company was like, you really want to go? And he was like, yeah. And they were like, we're sending you. Sell your apartment that you were renting because you can sell things you rent. You're going on a cruise. <laughs> he is. His name's Mark Sebastian. That's his TikTok name. Um, it's a regular name, I would guess, too. He goes by Mark. Yeah. Yeah. Um, he doubles. He's, yes. It's not a superhero <laughs> thing. So in his TikTok, where he's like saying like, guess what, I'm going on this cruise. He starts it out by going like, do you like to read? I don't, but (laughs) 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 it's just very of the moment, the energy of this whole thing. And in Austin's video, he breaks down like the different levels of like um, the prestige levels that people, how much money they've paid over time to get to a prestige level to get this special treatment on the cruise. Like all of the ins and outs, anything you've ever wanted to know cruise about, life. yeah, okay, about what these people have been experiencing. They did, and, and Mark was on the cruise ship for this moment. They did make it through Drake's passage into Antarctica. It was very choppy, very dicey. The whole cruise ship at one point was just sailing at a lean, just like leaning and sailing as they moved through Drake's Passage. So if your bed was on the wrong side of the deck, you were going to roll off in the floor? I don't think anybody's beds are not secured on this boat. (laughs) So you seatbelt yourself in? I do think they do have, like, ways that you can secure yourself. Is there a turndown service that buckles you in? (laughs) Sit you down, we'll be back at nine. Don't wet the bed. (laughs) So there's that. The Austin Green nine-month cruise recap video on YouTube. It was very standout-ish to me. Well, that sounds big. You know what else is big? What? Big looms. Okay. I have no idea what that means. It's, you had big loom. I just wanted to prove I could segue. This is it. Segments. That was a good old segue. Too. All right. I need to ask you a question. Okay. Mean to or you meant to? I need to. Oh, you need to. Yeah. All right. Well, I need to answer like a smart ass. No, I need your actual answer on this. Oh, you'll get it eventually. I want you to think back to our childhood. <clears throat> our mm. actual childhood. Our, sh- our shared childhood. In the 80s, okay? Mm-hmm. You were, you're a little older than me, so we can include the, the tail end of the 70s if you so desire. Part of the 60s. I want you to think about the clothing brand Fruit of the Loom. Yeah. I want you to close your eyes if you need to. Oh, I don't need to. I want you to think about what the Fruit of the Loom logo looked like when we were children. It was the fruits. It was the fruit. The banana, the strawberry, the grapes. The grapes were prominent. Do you remember any other objects being in the logo besides the fruit? Not back then. Now, later... Can you think of another object ever being in the Fruit um, of the Loom logo? I believe a katana sword and a sex play item. I don't know. I made that part up. Okay. This is very interesting. Do you remember there being a Fruit of the Loom logo with a cornucopia? No. Oh, this is fascinating. Well, it wasn't like I spent a lot of time in my underwear other than wearing it. Like my head wasn't in there. Okay. This is fascinating because... Originally it was? People have too much time on their hands. Or cornucopia fruit. I thought you were going to go down the path of to the loom means because the man fruits were in the loom <laughs> yeah. hanging and this, caressed and held gently in place. Definitely got to be part of it. But no, on TikTok, I just saw this this morning, but this has been going on for over a month. Do you know what a Mandela effect is? 
So most people do, but just in case you don't, Mandela effect is where we have a collective misremembrance of something stemming from the idea that uh, Nelson Mandela died in prison. Uh, he didn't. No, Joe Biden rescued him. Nope. <laughs> That's a what they call an anti-Mandela effect. It's a story that he's shared. Okay. So there's this Mandela effect that a woman took it upon herself to investigate, being that the Fruit of the Loom logo now doesn't have a cornucopia, but that so many people collectively remembered there being okay. a cornucopia with the fruit spilling out of it. I personally do remember it that way. My fruit never spilled out of the loom. People had been commenting. I'm just going to let that go. <laughs> <laughs> people had been commenting. I know and I remember specifically that that was that cornucopia was part of the logo because that's how I learned the word cornucopia meant. I would, you know, my I asked my mom, what's that thing or whatever. And it's like this collective thing of the, the fruit of the loom company is like, no, we never had a cornucopia in our logo. Did never, anybody ever, find ever. photos? Did, is there evidence that there was? She didn't find photo. Yes, actually people have found, you can look on TikTok and I'll, I'll try to, include a link to the hashtag so you can look. People have Be in careful their, searching this on your own. People have in their physical possession t-shirts, other like sweatshirts, whatever, that have the cornucopia in the logo. But they have underwears because maybe there was a different logo for t-shirts than there were underwear. And maybe that's the case, but Fruit of the Loom, that's why I called it Big Loom. Big Loom is out here saying, no, we never, ever, ever had a cornucopia mm. in our Logo. Now, here's where it gets even deeper. This is where it goes into true conspiracy. Okay. This woman, this TikToker, did some digging, found the original application for copyright for the, for the Loom logo. Oh, and no. you know what it included? An effing cornucopia amongst all the fruits. Well, I'm, I'm appalled. And even more conspiracy, apparently... If you a blue light behind it, it throws a meat puppet on the ceiling... <laughs> That's what she found out. Finally, full circle. No, what she actually found out is much more sinister than shadows of oh. Manitalia on the ceiling. It was a child trafficking organization? No, but it's pretty dark. Apparently, in the 80s, Fruit of the Loom, Big Loom, bought a factory mm. in Michigan. No, don't say Michigan. It was troubled and had many... Mini, wastewater mini loomers mini wastewater violations it wasn't even a clothing yeah, I factory feel like that's just public water there well probably because of fruit of the loom so they what they bought this factory they did nothing to correct it it wasn't revealed until like a decade later that they've been actively contributing all this toxic wastewater to the entire state of From michigan cotton? do you Manufacturing doesn't necessarily have to have like petroleum to be toxic. Petroleum's not toxic. Okay. Just can you hold on to your fruit of the looms for just a minute? I've never worn fruit of the looms, just to be fair. You just said. I've always been a Hanes man. When you were a kid? My mom bought them. I refused to wear them. Okay. You're not even a reliable narrator on this whole logo thing. And this has not been the exercise in fruitfulness, get it, that I thought it was going to be. Okay. But Well, the, you have only one person to blame, and that's yourself. The conspiracy theory being that they changed their logo in the midst of all of this. Because cornucopias are the sign of water pollution? <laughs> I don't know. The story sort of breaks up after that. Kind I don't get it. But I just was so, I'm so fascinated. By that, my fruits? That you and I both have such different 
Memories of the Fruit of the Loom Did you logo. wear Fruit of the Loom? I had I absolutely had sweatshirts that were like printed sweatshirts that were printed yeah, yeah. on Fruit of the That's Loom. That's fair. I even had some of those as an adult. Yeah. They weren't printed on. They were just plain ass sweatshirts. Okay, also those. I feel like they should print that on there. Plain ass on the front of it. Just be like plain ass sweatshirt. No logo, just plain ass. That way, if anybody's confused, like, is that a plain ass sweatshirt? Be like, yeah, see, right here, says it on the says it on the right cuff. Oh my gosh, that's funny. All right, that was my story. Now you get to okay. tell yours. Oh my head, okay. it's starting to hurt already. This one's a, this one's a little uh, a little deeper, a little more serious about real life and stuff and things. As serious as the fruit of the loom poisoning the people of Michigan with their toxic wastewater. Um, I don't know. Would you would you pour me a drink and oh, I'll start the story? You don't even want me to be in here for this. I feel like this one's just between me and the fam. It's like a it's oh like a a patriarch uh, other people conversation. Just hurry up! I'm trying to burn time here. Um, we have talked about many times. We've talked about our discovery of not like we were the first people to ever discover this. No, our our personal discovery and participation in meditating. And what that's meant to us, how we've experienced that. Um, relatively recently, I heard a, a gentleman speaking to meditation effectively being an exercise of quieting those internal voices. It's like learning to, learning to live between thoughts for a minute. I really appreciated that because it is a way that, that I've experienced this. And it's, I'm not, expectant by any stretch or looking for an out-of-body experience and not to poo-poo on any of those things that, that people claim as part of their experience. By the, by the way, in the background, if it sounds like we're on a in a street-side patio, it's because the, the children are all about and doing things. Anyway, um, so the, the meditation is a means of quieting the noise that would otherwise clutter our thoughts. And this has really been my own personal journey and experience, especially as of late, um, encountering participating in things that are a little bit stressful, whatever, and then the brain. The brain starts in all kinds of crazy stuff. Some people would credit ego. I'm not psychologically tuned up on all the lingo for that. But... I have begun to have some interesting conversations between what I believe to be consciousness and myself. But consciousness, the portion of it that resides within me, you can do more than nod your head, Meg. You're here. You're back. Yeah, I am. Okay. Thank you. That's a really... I didn't want all the people like, is this just a soliloquy episode? I hate that guy. Um, even if he does sound like Bob Robert Gaffigan the Kirkus. Um... Well, I was uh, yesterday. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Plushcare.com slash weight loss. 
I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. I was lightly spun out a bit. And I had gone to, to meditate to try to quiet the voices to kind of gather my wits. Because I'm not a pleasant person to be around when I spin out. Meg tells me this all the time. Um, and not so gently as I just stated it. <laughs> it didn't work. I couldn't get it quiet, and I'm, I'm wrestling through things. And I swear to you, I heard, I heard myself speak to myself in my in my man brain. Yeah. And I'm I'm a I'm a bit of a redneck, mm-hmm. and my metaphysical self spoke to me in the language that I would know. And he very gently said, "Hey, asshole, I can't talk to you, and you hear me if you're going to be so loud in here." Okay. And I was like, I know, man, I know, but I can't make the voices stop. I'm not, <laughs> I'm not crazy. You're crazy. <laughs> no, I said, uh, uh, yeah, that's true. That's true. And that's what the goal of the meditation was. It didn't work. And so, so I, I told him, told bigger, bigger me, yeah. consciousness, redneck me. I was like, okay, well, I can't stop it right now. Yeah. But I know when I'm asleep. It won't be going on. So would you would you please talk to me? Hmm. And then I forgot about it. Yeah, I went on about my day, and I was able to let go of some of the things that I was be, I was fixated on, and all of that. Well, I'll be danged. I'll be danged, Shirley, if I woke up this morning, or if I didn't, or whatever. I did wake up. I was. I'll be danged if I didn't wake up this morning, and yeah, consciousness was speaking, and completely cleared up. Just, I woke up almost, almost uh, chanting, like the answer to the okay. question. It was, it was a delight. And I went in and I, I looked at some things to validate and it was valid and real and good and true. And so then I just had a meditation of, of thankfulness and gratitude. And yes, it's, it's been so much different. Yes. I was going to say night and day difference, but in fact, I did sleep the night and woke up the next day, and then that felt weird to say night and day difference. But it was good. And so, yes, I am a metaphysical redneck, and my redneck consciousness knows how to speak my language. Yes. I love that. I didn't know that story was going to be so deep, or I would have said, let's save it till the end. Let's save it until... You grow up, sir, you giant man-child. Because now my next story is, uh, it's quite lighthearted. Well... We, we span the, the spectrum. That's true. That's true. We contain multitudes. Um, thank you for sharing that. Wait, what did you just say? We contain multitudes. Oh. The the inflection that you used, I couldn't tell what you just said. I, I blacked out even. I don't know. Go ahead. I'm sorry. It's fine, but you should I ruined be. the segue. No, you did. I... You ruined it. Uh, no, there isn't. Again, once again, you've left me with no way to segue. <laughs> okay. You know what's uh, next to loom in the notes. That's a way to segue. <laughs> so you do enjoy cooking, but mm-hmm. lately you've kind of been like, you know, I'm kind of tired of nope. generating dinner ideas. Nope. You said, hey, would you like to generate some dinner ideas? 
and pull your weight around here in the kitchen, please. Listen here, dishwasher. <laughs> <laughs> it's time you came into the grill. <laughs> no, but you have been just more like, hey, just like I was, get some I've stuff. Been like I could use, I could use some assistance. Yeah. So one night this past week, uh, you're like, what, what sounds good for dinner? I was like, well, I've got some shrimp. Mm-hmm. And what if we did little shrimp and grits? We've attempted that one time since we've moved here. I was in charge of the grits. We got arrested. <laughs> wow. They're Apparently, really strict here in Florida. You're not allowed to cook grits on a, with a street fire. Uh, I was in charge of the grits. I haven't made grits genuinely since I lived at home as a teenager. May I politely interrupt you? Sure. Sometimes you say something and it makes you remember a thing that you completely forgot to of share. Of course. This last, I don't know, I don't my days run together. I don't know if it's last week or just slightly the week before. It was cold out, I know that. And I'd gone to drive and do something one morning. I feel like it was the last weekend. Okay. And on the way back, as I'm making my way down the roads and the things. Yeah. There was a... There was a homeless guy on the street corner in front of a bank. Okay. On a major, like, four lanes intersection each road Mm -hmm. who had literally started a fire on the grass next to the sidewalk. Wow. And was standing over it, warming his hands, rubbing them together. And there was another homeless guy out in the middle of the road that's what i first noticed because i was trying not to run into him as i was turning the corner who was trying to invite himself over to the fire okay wow that was the whole thing you didn't even tell me about that i didn't it was too much i had to black it out for a little bit i'm sorry segue back to the segue and do literally your no idea what made that pop into your head because we were talking because about i mentioned cooking grits in a street fire and oh, okay yeah all right um, when I was a kid, I grew up in a typical boomer-led home. We didn't use a lot of seasoning, and I thought that was normal. When I grew up, used no salt. <laughs> New salt. No salt. Um, so I haven't made grits in a long time. I attempted this shrimp and grits, let's say, like a month ago. It wasn't great. But I was like, you know what? Let's do shrimp and grits this past week. And I was like, this time I'm going to do like good old fashioned Southern cheesy grits. Mm. So you were up for the challenge. You've never made them though. That's the beauty to me. You've never properly made them. No. And you were just like, I'm going to. Yeah. And you did. And they turned out deliciously. They did. You did the shrimp and that was also delicious. Let's be serious. Thank you. Um, But I did the, I did the. So I made them cheesy. We we had cooked up some bacon. You ended up cooking shrimp in the yeah. bacon grease. Yeah. We sprinkled the cooked crispy bacon on top of the cheesy grease. You and I, I think, enjoyed it way more than the kids did. Kids are stupid. Everyone knows this. But both of us were just like, these grits are so good, bro. Yeah. You even ended up calling them well, affectionately. You say this. I don't remember this. You but I'll roll with absolutely it. did. And then you're like, put this in the notes. You called them ass crack grits. And See, I don't remember this. Do not be offended because you said, it, and I wrote it down verbatim. You said, I may have been drinking a lot that <laughs> night. I don't know. They're so good. I'd put them in my ass crack to eat them later. See, I don't, I don't remember saying that. <laughs> I did not make that up. I don't know. Okay. I can, I can imagine like 
Anybody who's watched Napoleon Dynamite, and if you haven't, you should stop listening right now and go watch that and then come back to the episode. There's a scene where he's got tater tots and he's in the cargo pocket of his pants or shorts on the side and he's eating tater tots out of that during class. I could see calling them calling them grits. But that would be so freaking messy. Even messier than tater tots. Right? Not messier than ass crack grits. And that's... <laughs> That's a little weird. I don't know that I said that. I'm not going to be like, no, I've never said that. I, I may have. I may have. I'm. And they were that good. They were that good. There's no question about that. Let the record that. show. Let the record show. Make them again. I'll put some in my ass crack. Somebody will eat them. Yeah. I won't, but somebody will. Um, As you know, uh, one of our twins, Mac, is... Deep in a hyperfixation obsession about the country of Japan and Japanese culture. Mm-hmm. The island country. Thank you for clarifying. I just want to make sure nobody confused Pretty them with, much everybody knows. With mainland Japan. That's not a thing. <laughs> I know. I know. Um, but it was a worthwhile thought. This what if it was? Okay. What if it was part of the Arctic? Just go with me here. Let's just follow the track we're on. Okay. Like, what would happen if we did that? What would happen? <laughs> This should be boring as hell. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone would stop listening. Okay. Uh, this lightly was triggered by them seeing Godzilla minus one? Gojira. I don't know. It's Godzilla minus one, right? I don't know. I'm not... I'm pretty sure. I watched the original, and I have I have no time for the new crap. Well, and I think we even... I think this is actively happening in the early days of awesome today that they watched all the Jira movies mm-hmm. um, and they kind of forgot about it, moved on to other things. And, and then Godzilla minus one kicked off a reignition of this interest. Well, reignited and it feels so good. Yes. Now JK is way more interested in the cinematic part of it. He doesn't really not that much into Japanese culture. Currently he just wants to watch and obsess over monster destroy things. Yes. The original Japanese films. Mac is very, very, very fascinated by Japanese culture. In fact, <laughs> to the point where he was like, um, essentially basically saying like, what if I just became a Japanese person? And I was yeah. like, buddy, I am, I hate to be the bearer <laughs> of bad news on this, but uh, for this yeah. particular lifetime, that's not going to happen. Science has not yet figured that one out. <laughs> but you can you can study Japanese culture and... He could move there. He could learn Japanese. Yes, he could. Absolutely. He even asked about Japanese that. Family. He even asked about, could I become a Japanese citizen? Because we were talking yeah. about, like, you will never be ethnically a Japanese person. You are Caucasian. And also, by ci- and then we talked about by citizenship, you're a citizen of the United States. And he's like, could I be a citizen of Japan? I was like, you know, I'm sure. Why not? Maybe he'll do dual citizenship. Yes. And so, anyway, part of that is he's also been obsessing over Japanese food. Yeah. The whole point of this topic. Yes. You've now, interrupted yourself a lot. I, <laughs> I take no credit for that. Now, he does have older sisters who are very familiar You're with... You're Japanese. No, with the anime world. Um, and, and that also deals heavily in Japanese culture, obviously. And there's a very, very iconic anime film called Ponyo. And this week, AJ was able to talk them into watching the film Ponyo. And there's a 
the uh, scene in Ponyo where the mom serves them some ramen. In Fruit of the Loom Underpants. <laughs> to tie it all back, yes. Um, and so this week we made Ponyo ramen, which is a bowl of ramen. I use the Ichiban ramen noodles that you can get at Target and other places. Mm, they're not authentic. Yes, they are. Not if they're at Target. <laughs> They are authentically Japanese ramen. They're authentically targeted. And then also, just like on the film, I did some soft-boiled eggs and f- skillet fried up some ham. Yeah, you did. It all smelled delightful. Yeah, when chopped up some green onion. When was the last time you ate ramen? Let's be for real. When's the last time somebody didn't want someone else to offer? I offer all the time. Oh, not this time. You were like, you know what? You keep your GD pig hands off this. <laughs> Sit on your side of the table. So we made the ramen. In the back of the restaurant. (laughs) I'll put a link in the show notes if you guys want to go check out the Ponyo ramen. But they loved it. (laughs) Back of the restaurant? I was (laughs) like, what? Okay. Okay. They absolutely loved it. And they loved that it was recreating that scene from that movie. Now, another thing that Mac was very fixated on. Much bigger. Much more investment on your part. Much. And mine. Yes, much bigger. He wanted to have teriyaki chicken rice burgers, which is a form of a burger in the sense that there is a grain bun and a meat a in the middle. Meat patty <laughs> of a sort. Um, it. And he wanted us to do like a teriyaki chicken. We adjusted that a little bit, but the buns. It was teriyaki-ish. Yeah. The bun is the main thing. The bun is made from rice. Oh, thanks. Because it's the part you did. Well, that's the part that makes it part, different from a traditional yeah, burger the in the Kyle American did, sense. There's no such thing as a chicken burger. Let's talk about this. How did we do it? I found a recipe on Tasty. Hey, guys. Little, little pro tip, little heads up. Listen, they're not sponsors. Don't. Don't well, drive traffic. I'm going to say something bad about them, and I'm glad okay. they're not sponsors. Good. Don't trust those tasty recipes. No, they're nobody is measuring anything or giving any instruction on times or temperatures. Nothing. It's like they give you the general. Do it until idea. it seems right. Yeah, of a recipe. It's like I with wrote the amount, recipe. Yeah. Do it until it seems right with an amount that's about what you thought it should be. They're like no instructions, just vibes. You'll know how to do it. <laughs> No, no, we won't because we're not Japanese. Um, yeah. And so we did it. This whole ordeal started yesterday when I took Mac and Nico with me to the local um, Asian grocery store. It's called Lynn's Oriental Foods. How big is it? Is it as big as Super Cow? No. When? And I, I did have a, a conversation with AJ last night trying to explain it to her. Now, in Oklahoma City, we had the Asian market to end all Asian markets. No, it was not an H-mart. We didn't have... Mid- Midtown. Yes. The, tell the whole story. I'm trying. Okay. H-mart is the Korean slash Asian marketplace that many people in bigger cities get access to and enjoy. We didn't have that in Oklahoma City, but what we had was even better, if you ask me. Super cow win. We lived... Near this, this is getting to the part where you can jump in. <laughs> I wouldn't dream of it. He was yawning, staring off into space. In case you all would like to know, I'm just thinking about my ass crack grits. <laughs> we lived uh, near the Asian district, and we had literally just down the street this amazing locally owned Asian market called Super Cow Wen. We it was super. It was bigger than any grocery store near us. It was as big or bigger than most warehouse stores near us. Yeah, it was huge. We were so spoiled to it. Lynn's Oriental Foods is 
about the size of a family dollar store. I wouldn't know. I'm I'm trying to think of a store that you would My be familiar with. My family has no dollar. <laughs> but they have been able to stock their shelves with a diversity of selection that I would say rivals if doesn't even surpass Super Cowwin. Not accepting that. Not accepting that. You and I can go and look and you can pre-write or wrong. I have done a cannonball into the bin of noodles at Super Cow. Okay. All different brands. No no two packages of the same That's brand. That's what Lens was like. I doubt it. Anyway. If it was the size of a family dollar. We were in the rice aisle, and I was deliberating out loud with Mac and Nico, not that they were helpful. I was really just talking to myself. They're never helpful. About what kind of rice to get for these rice burgers. And I was like... You were muttering like you were Nico's grandmother. Yup, I was muttering like I was an old, uh, an addled old, addled loom wearing grandma, gray, graying and and aging in front of your eyes. Uh, no, I was I was just like kind of talking out loud. I was like, I think we need something like sushi rice because it needs to be sticky if it's going to stick together to make these buns. Well, this woman was also in the rice, rice aisle, and she was like, I'm so sorry to interrupt. I I wasn't being nosy, but I overheard you talking about talking to your damn self in the middle of the gd store and she was like i'm a chef and um i have some experience with different kinds of rices and what you use for what she gives me a master class right there in the aisle of lens oriental foods in tallahassee she gives me a master class on how to pick the appropriate rice for various things she also really strongly encouraged that we get a rice cooker She's like, you can get him for like $30 at Walmart. It changes the game. Like, You're not a chef, lady. <laughs> she is a chef. Uh, where? Eh, listen. Where? No, I didn't ask because hmm. I'm a bad person. You're a bad... Anyway, okay. Linguist. <laughs> anyway, she pointed me towards the right rice. So we got the sushi style rice, short grain rice. Or medium grain, actually. She taught me how to wash it. How to measure the grains. To You hold them next to the genitalia shadow on the ceiling of the bathroom. <laughs> if they're bigger, they're long grain. Probably. Um, she instructed me how to wash the rice so that it could achieve maximum stickiness. Mm. Okay, so we solved that problem. But I still had to find miso and mirin and all kinds of other ingredients that I wasn't immediately familiar with. Things that the gaijin's never heard of. Did you say something offensive? Probably. Okay. Isn't gaijin like round eye or something? I don't know. I feel like, feel like you is, should definitely stop saying this okay, right I, now. I feel like it's all part of old relations between cultures and things. It was Great. an insult to to the whites, and I am one of them. So I, <laughs> I've got the right to to say that. Unfortunately, this is our last episode. We will get canceled now. <laughs> Listen, nobody <laughs> nobody was sponsoring us yet anyway. That's no true. Work. Um, this is all on my dime. Okay. <laughs> So we get all the ingredients. We gather it up. We get home. Uh, I already had the, the chicken thighs that we used. Had to marinate the chicken for like an hour with all the stuff to get that. Because chicken has no flavor. Of course. Anyway, would you like to explain the process of making the chicken patty for these rice well, burgers? By your 
instruction from the bad instructional video. Uh-huh. It was to be a mix of flour and tapioca flour? Yeah, the original recipe called for potato starch, which can be subbed out fairly evenly with tapioca powder. It's basically cornstarch, right? Uh, I don't know. Okay. I don't know. I know that I had different story, different time, but fairly recently, I had an experience of using cornmeal and flour in a prepackaged thing, and I didn't know they there was no seasoning in it. Right. And it was... It was so disgusting. Yeah. And bland that when I looked at flour and tapioca flour, I was like, this recipe did not call for the S and P's and the G's, the salt and the pepper and the garlic. I didn't know what else you'd put into yeah. Asian food, but I mean, come on. Salt, pepper, garlic's got to be true universal. of every culture everywhere. And yeah. so I did a round of that. I mixed it up and it was just still like, and here's a gross thing. But this is, uh, this is, it was gross to me. But Chef, what's his name? The Italian guy we recently Parisi? found. Parisi? Yes. Bobby Parisi. Bobby Parisi, thank you. I was going to be like, Julian Parisi? <laughs> okay. Uh, <laughs> Julian's your new go-to name that you can't remember. I don't know. Yeah, I guess so. I guess Such so. Such a specific choice. I don't know. Maybe there's something, about, I don't know. <laughs> Bobby. Chef Bobby. Um... He talks about, like, when you've mixed up your your thing there, that you would taste it. Now, to taste flour, salt, pepper, garlic, that's kind of gross. But you're not tasting it because you're like, oh, this should be delicious. You, right. You want to see if there's enough salt, pepper, For garlic sure. in there. Yeah. And I couldn't make myself do it. But I could look at it. Yeah. And be like, I can't even see the salt, pepper, garlic. I ended up putting, like, holy moly. Thank goodness you did. A crap ton. I measured it. Mentally, it was a crap ton of salt, pepper, garlic in yeah. there, which it didn't call for, but it worked. Thank goodness you it did. Made, it made a good the chicken, chicken. It made a good chicken. Yes, the chicken patties were so good. My only regret is we didn't make more because we had more in the fridge. Yeah, I'm I should have. Glad we didn't because I cooked two full pans of them, and you didn't like that part. That, no, no cooking show ever is like now. Cook the second pan. <laughs> Because they don't have freaking five kids. It's true. We only were feeding four of them, and three of them are under the age of Yeah, 11. but the boys, their appetite is getting to the point where they're, they can put uh, away some food. I've noticed that they need to be more active. <laughs> that too. Um, I did the rice burger part. Now, Mac and the Lito. rice patties. Yeah, sorry. I'm sorry. The rice buns. They, those were amazing. Talk about that. Okay. Well, so I did the washing of the rice, cooked it all up. I cooked Way too much, but Wait, I, again, that you skipped over all the shit that matters. Cooked it all up. Moving on, next thing. You said, "How did we do the rice buns?" I'm telling you, you just had a bowl of rice. What the hell happened to it? I already said that. I washed it That's until all the, you said until the water ran clear. It took like five different little soaking baths. Threw the bowl in a skillet and was like, "Up the world." No, would you just? track with what i'm saying you're skipping over all the good parts i only came here for the good parts let's j just listen to the chronology of this okay i washed the rice yeah. when it was still raw oh i know okay. you love to wash a raw rice it took like five different washings to get the water to run clear okay, okay. got a big be more agitated for I, your bad storytelling it's getting it's not my fault the agitation's rising that's a great band name <laughs> 
I got a kettle. I boiled the rice as per usual. Okay. As per rice boiling. Yes. Fruit of the loom straining recommendations. Yes. I let the rice cool. That's the most boring part of the process. All of that happened. Depends how you do it. Okay. I like to throw it in a net and attach it to the ball to the Jeep and drive as fast as I can up and down the streets of Tallahassee. Oh, that's more work than it has to be. <laughs> it's really fun. <laughs> Then both Mac and Nico, they started the process. They wanted to be part of it. They came in when it was time and we all three worked together to make the buns. How'd you do it? We ha- I bought at the um, Asian food store these little dishes. Ramekins? They are ramekins of a sort, but they're not, the walls of the ramekin are not as deep hmm. as what they're I- Asian ramekins. Apparently or so. Japanese at least. Yeah. I made that up. I don't know. Got two of them. They were the perfect size for making buns. So mm-hmm. we put saran wrap in there. Then we spooned. Because it's sticky. Uh-huh. Yes. Then we spooned in rice on top of the saran wrap. Again, this is in a little shallow ramekin. Put more saran on top. And then we took a glass and pressed rice down in to make the... Any flat surface would do. Right? Yeah. To make the bun. Popped it out of the saran. Then the worst part, which the boys bailed on, and thank goodness they did because I wouldn't want them doing this part anyway, was cooking them in the skillet. You have to cook them until they are a golden brown, and that will indicate that they are of bun solidity. Ish. So that they can act as a sort of bun on your rice burgers. Um, I have not yet acclimated to cooking on a glass cooktop. I'm used to gas, where you make an adjustment to the heat, and you're cooking uh, a small adjustment, a small change. (laughs) Yeah, small change makes a pretty quick adjustment to to your cooking. I don't know how to say that. Glass cooktops suck. That's how you say it. I could not find the temperature for cooking those things. And again, the recipe was completely useless. Completely useless. And then no temperature, no no temperature, no time. We got it done, and the boys were so happy. They were so happy. They just went yeah. on and on. Mom, these are the best. What would you, how would you describe the consistency of the buns? <laughs> I wouldn't describe it as imagine, imagine a bun made out of rice. <laughs> yeah, well, that's very helpful. Thank you for thank you for bringing that to Awesome today. Falling apart. Even the best ones fell apart. I thought I thought it was like a mush inside of a crust. There you go. That's a great way to describe it. If you disturbed too much of the crust, yes, you were going to have mush in your hands. Yeah. If you could somehow, maybe, and maybe the Japanese eat in a delicate fashion. Probably, when more delicately their than... Their teeth are like razors of focused effort into a specific area. Yeah. I don't know. It didn't uh, It didn't taste bad by no, any stretch. it didn't stretch. taste bad. The rice was too much for me. I had to take my top rice bed off. It was a lot. They were thick. Were the, were the, was the image, the example, yes. was it that thick? Yes. Because it was like, here's six pounds of rice and half an ounce of chicken. so much rice. It's a lot. I had to take mine off. But the boys, they fully ate all of theirs. They loved it. I... I did not care for the rice bun, but the chicken turned out really good. That marinade on that chicken was actually that was delicious. Good. What was in that? It was soy sauce, mirin, which is Chinese cooking wine. Okay. Um, minced garlic, okay. minced ginger, 
I feel like there was something else in there. Was that it? Oil? No, I don't think there was oil in it. No. I've probably already lost it. Yeah, I did. I'll, I'll have to it's look okay. it up. Anyway, the soy and the mirin together. What's, lovely. what's mirin again? I'm sorry. I'm, Chinese cooking wine. Okay, so wine and soy. Okay. Yeah. So you've got, you've got a salt and a combination of uh, a vinegar lemony mm-hmm. thing in the wine, right? Yeah. Yeah. Very, very good. My, uh, i going to think about this the right way. It would have been my great uncle, I guess. Mm-hmm. I don't know how family dynamics work. Um, it, would, it was my dad's uncle. Was a chef at a highly rated restaurant. He shouldn't have been. But he was. One, the best idea he had, which was my dad took and was part of my family heritage growing up, was that they would, they, this is a family from, from poverty. And yeah. So they would buy bad cuts of beef. Yeah. And then they would marinate it in equal parts soy sauce, oil, and lemon juice. Yeah. And then grill and really good. Yeah. Really good. When you said chef, it reminded me of something. Oh, really? We got on a little kick, and by we, I mean me, based off of your TikTok feed. Yes. Which was serving up some clips of the movie Kitchen Night... Not movie, no. The TV series Kitchen Nightmare. It should be a movie. With Gordon Ramsay. I love Gordon Ramsay. I do, too. And, you know, he he has this very gruff... It's a bit theatrical. ...persona for his television work. Um, but I've always heard that in, in person that he's one of the nicest celebrities that you'll ever have an encounter with. But what I did... So we, so we saw those, and then you were like, do you just want to, like watch the show yeah you were we were watching the tiktoks and it was like this would be a lot easier on a tv screen <laughs> yeah because it's literally just my battery's going dead <laughs> so we dug up past episodes not realizing that last year they did a not a reboot exactly but they like they started up production again of Kitchen Nightmares with Gordon Ramsay. This is, of course, the reality show where he goes into failing restaurants. Kitchen Nightmares Resurrection. Yeah. It's a very gruff, aggressive thing. Um, There was like, I don't know, six or eight seasons back in the, let's call it 2014 era. I don't know, 2000s, 2010s era. There was It was a pretty long-running show. It went away. And now it's back in this post-COVID era. But they t- he goes into a failing restaurant deals with the people and the reasons why the restaurant's failing, makes some changes, bada-bing, bada-boom. Spoiler alert, there is a Kitchen Nightmare subreddit I like to go read after each episode. Many of those restaurants end up closing anyway. Yeah, well, Um, once you go ugly, you never (laughs) fix it. I don't know how that goes. But one thing in in my research I did not realize... Is that most of those people never should have had a restaurant to begin <laughs> well, with. Well, you don't even have to research to know that's yeah. the truth. I did not realize that Chef Gordon Ramsay is the chef who's currently living with In a- Fruit of the Loom aprons. Oh. With the cornucopia and a logo that says doesn't say shit across the front of it. <laughs> he is the chef with the most Who's been given the most Michelin stars over his career? He, with seventeen Michelin 17. stars, that's a lot. That's a lot. That's a lot. Most people would kill 
someone dear to them to have one. I don't think murder should actually be involved, but... Um, um, it's... Maybe it should. I just... Maybe it should. I don't... I, it makes me... I you mean, ever so, tried it? No. In reading the subreddit, people point this out over and over, that the UK version of Kitchen Nightmares is a superior show because in... Episodes beats people's asses no, with wooden spoons. Quite the opposite. They in, like it. In the UK version, he actually goes in and you, you get to see he his... He performs p- dental work. That was a dig against stereotypes. I'm sorry. You're frustrated <laughs> because am. I'm interrupting. Yeah. And I love you. Will you make me some grits? <laughs> I'm going to make you some grits and then I'm going to show you where you can keep them. <laughs> I'm sorry. Honestly and truly, I'm sorry. <laughs> okay. Chef Ramsey will actually teach the people in the kitchen, like give them cooking lessons. So you can watch. You can watch and learn from the chef with the most Michelin stars on the planet right now. Okay. That's outstanding. <laughs> I, you said a thing that made me have a flashback to a story. I won't tell this episode. It's okay. We're running long in the tooth already. It's a, it's a thing. I don't even know how to tell that story. I think you had to be there to okay. experience it. But you made me think of it. Yeah. You already know what I'm talking about. I really don't, but that's okay. You do. You will shortly. Um, okay. Whew. There's a lot. There's a lot. I didn't even know going in that we had this many notes. Because because you're like, that in the I notes, like, and then you promptly forget like, about it. Listen here, I'm busy. I got grits in my ass crack, and I'm looking at a shadow puppet of my balls on the ceiling. Why? I'm busy. <laughs> oh. it's, been, it's been a week. It's for both of us. Yeah. But it's been a good week. It's been a great week. And I'm, I'm thrilled to have shared it with you. Yes. Even if I'm a little nervous right now, the making of this episode, I might have to watch my back. And, <laughs> or your ass crack at the very least. My, I call it my ass back, actually. <laughs> or back ass, either way. Um, probably we should let the people go. Yes. They've got things to do. Yep. They need to finish their breakfasts, whatever it yeah. is that they do. Uh, it's Hopefully the weather warms, things happen to give you less things to fight, but... Even if it doesn't. You're all fighters. You're going to be okay. You can choose to have. With, if it's necessary, your metaphysical redneck self, you can choose to have an awesome today. And I hope you would have an awesome today. Would you? Please do. Bye. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.